0: Hello, everybody. Paul Jankarella here from Speaking to Empower. Can you tell I hadn't memorized it yet? <laughs> I am here to bring you another episode of Marketing Motivations, another one that I haven't memorized. But I I really should be profits and success bringing an episode of um, motivation marketing motivations, but we'll we'll get through that. We'll figure it all out uh, today. I wanted to kind of rewind a bit and discuss a little bit what happened over the weekend in the northeast, primarily. know, New York City to Boston, there was a severe coastal storm, snowstorm, and we got hammered, Uh, not as bad as Boston. Boston got close to two feet of snow. I'd say we received about 15 to 18 inches, but it depends on who you talk to what I can tell you is shoveling, I did not have to shovel at all my walkway in front of the house. It was it was better than than before the snowstorm. <laughs> so that was no issue. Uh there was, you know, grass you could see along parts of the front of the house. And then a section of the driveway had no snow. But then there were drifts Anywhere from two feet to three and a half feet for crying out loud. It was it was bananas. But I'm not shoveling it. I'm I have a snow blower, so it's pretty good uh in in that stuff. But it was a uh it was a long day, but you know what? Different. Different stuff. I love seeing extreme weather. It's it's pretty neat, as long as there's no damage. And that basically is rooted in my insurance days. You know, I used to dread a storm when I used to love it because of all the claims calls and all just the mess and then, you know, your profit sharing doesn't fare too well either. But in the midst of the snowstorm, we lost internet service. That was it. And thank God for cell phones, because you could go on your, your, your data, because uh, I couldn't use my laptop or my iPad, because you need to have the internet. So thank God for that. And the insight of the day on Saturday was, strength doesn't come from what you can do. It comes from overcoming the things you thought you couldn't do. You know, you hear people all the time saying, I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do X, Y, or Z. You put your mind to something, and you can move mountains, literally. And there was a homily. We are all experiencing a storm in our lives And that's both literal and figurative for us folks in this neck of the woods. But everybody's going through a storm in their lives. You know, there's something going on, whether it's a divorce, a death, an injury, uh, you know, a, a breakup, you know, someone betrayed you, whatever it may be. The good news is we don't experience it by ourselves. We don't. Some things we think we do. But the Lord is always present with us. And we must recognize His love and mercy. And Why do I say that? Why does any cleric say that? Because the Lord's love and mercy will not only set us free from anxiety and stress, but it will make everything better. You know, things are just a a drop in the bucket. Now for me, losing uh, the death of a loved one is a hard pill to swallow, but so is a disability. You know, because your life changes forever as you know it. But with with God, your life changes forever for the better. And it keeps getting better and better and better. And you have to believe that. There's gonna be ups and downs, but overall it's climbing. Padre Pio said that prayer is the oxygen for the soul. I've mentioned it before, but when we pray, we're doing a service to those that we're praying for and for us. And that prayer is somewhat of a um, a, a mental... A mental what am I, what's the word that I'm looking for? i don't know condition that gives us a power it, it truly does. You know when I get done from praying and it's it's good prayer, I don't just say my prayers, I'm actually praying my prayers, it gives me like the, the power like I just got done you know working out. Good workout. So, you know, try that on for size because I'm telling you, once you do it and you do it right, uh, you will never turn back. And we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I couldn't agree more with this Pierre Talhard de Card- Cardin. Chardon? I don't know. I'm terrible when it comes to names. But nonetheless, we are spiritual beings. All of us are spiritual beings in a physical body. I hope you understand that lots will debate it but it's it's factual and I've never felt the absence of God I felt the absence for God and that was me kind of reflecting when I had my bipolar diagnosis and I was spending eight days in the Psychiatric hospital. I would think about God, would not deny his existence and his love and mercy, but I didn't dwell on it and I didn't go after it. I just had an absence from myself to God, whereas some people have the opposite. They're, you know, they're there, and they are thinking that there's an absence on God's behalf, and not theirs. It's, it was a tough way for me to experience the Lord's will going through tribulation, or trial, I should say, trial after trial, to soon lead to tribulation but man it's a it's a long walk certainly is and um, who is your source for love would it be saint paul love is patient love is kind love is not jealous Or would it be Hugh Hefner, the late Hugh Hefner, God rest his soul? I just think at times I tend to be more of a Hugh Hefner at times, as much as I don't want to admit it, but we want the material things out of the love. You know, urging my wife to become intimate with me only because I want to satisfy my physical needs. Not my emotional needs of loving her as much as I do. So, <laughs> that's, that's another one. On Sunday... I was removing snow from essentially nine to two in the afternoon, and all in all, it wasn't a bad a bad ordeal. You know, the snowblower worked well. Uh, there was no major issues getting rid of the snow, so I am certainly happy. You know, the wet, heavy heavy snow sometimes gets stuck in the snow blower and you have to use a little shovel to get it out and that can be so time consuming even going at our you know snail's pace to get rid of big big snowdrifts so knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom And how many of us really know ourselves? You know, just like, do we know what we really want out of life? Do we know what our dreams are, our passionate desires? You know, it's good to get to know yourself. And you can get to know yourself a lot better with spiritual reading or meditative reading. You know, I encourage you to do that. And we can easily be desensitized to acts of evil. You know, and, and one of them is gossip. You know, that's, you committing murder sometimes. The ill will you have for another person and you're spewing it out to your friend. Or you just get caught up In a conversation, and they mention your name, and you're like, oh, yeah, he did the same thing to me. Well, you know what I mean? And you're just, you know, throwing your hat in the ring there, as innocent as it may appear. Um, So I try to recognize myself, and and sometimes I, I don't stop myself because I'm, you know, trying to be more compassionate to the other person. Yeah, geez, I'm sorry you heard that. Yeah, he hurt me too, and he did this, this, and this. You, know? you don't necessarily need to do that. You can be compassionate without having to give in to gossip to say. But my point is we get desensitized to it. If, if we got a burning feeling in our chest every time we did it, you know, we, we wouldn't do it. Uh, just like if it was like committing murder. You know, I don't think we, we, we'd have a sick, ill feeling in ourselves. But if we kept committing murder day after day after day after day, we would eventually get desensitized to it. You know, it's like anything else. And we rise and fall with the relationships of our friends. And I can see that. Matthew Kelly's telling us in that respect. You know, um, we got a healthy relationship with a good group of friends, you know more than likely it's going to escalate, but we're involved with friends that are doing underhanded things, whether it's teenage um, antics or sophomoric um activities we're all we're all guilty or Not from the relationships that we have. So the better your relationships, the better your life, your income, your mental health, everything. You know, and avoid people or things that steal your enthusiasm. You know how some people just knock the wind out of your sails just being in your presence? You know, you need to minimize those um those outings and most emotions are also decisions love being one of them my wife doesn't love me all the time in fact she despises me at times but she chooses to love well how does she do that you know she'll make me a sandwich and put it at my seat at the table tell me hey listen your sandwich is ready you know things you know self-serving self-less giving uh, is is what my wife's about in that respect you know she she certainly makes up for it in in the bedroom department (laughs) you know what I mean but I'm very, very blessed and, and very, very thankful um, that during the highs and lows of our marriage, you know, I can honestly say um, this marriage that was sac- sacramentally blessed continues to be. But the reason it is, is because of the time that I put into this marriage. A relationship a marriage is a ratio of 100% zero. You need to put in 100% of that relationship. And your partner should be doing the same. But it's not a give and take. Okay, how many times did I clean the dishes this week? All right, okay, it's our turn. No, that's not the case at all. It's what you can do to better your relationship, which will better yourself. You know, and just learn to trust in God, no matter the hardship. The Lord is not going to let us go astray. The Lord doesn't control the death of a loved one, as much as we may think he does. Our free will is intact, and The fact that I contracted uh, cancer, you know, is not out of God's control, but it was within God's control. But He has a better plan and a better understanding of what's to happen for us in our lives. Darren Hardy today, discover what's impeding your progress, you know, let's remove the number one thing robbing you of, of life. And procrastination, it's the number one killer. It's not a character flaw or a mindset problem either. You know, procrastination is not mental. It's emotional. Like self-doubt, fear, boredom, It's an emotion regulation problem, not a time management problem. You know, procrastination is avoiding ourselves, not our work. It's the moods that surround the task. And stay tuned, because tomorrow Darren will show you how to regulate Issue. And happiness is when you think, what you say, and what you do are all in harmony. That it's from Gandhi. But it's when you it is when what you think, what you say, and what you do. Think, say, and do are all in harmony. That's happiness. And last one of the day, or is there another one? It's not what you've got. It's what you use that makes a difference. I have all the smarts, the wisdom in the world, but I don't use any of it. What good is that? Have all the money in the world. I don't use any of it. What good is that? It's not helping anybody. So, just a word of caution there. Um, You need to have wisdom, yes. But you need to act on the wisdom. And lastly, lastly, it's not how it starts. It's how it ends. And I, it could be an example. It could be a game, a marriage, a relationship, a book, a movie, or your success. It's all about how you finish. So remember that. You know, it's very easy to become dejected in something that you're doing until you realize, I can do this, I can get it one step at a time. Okay, folks, I will check in with you hopefully tomorrow, Lord Willen. In the meantime, be well, stay well, we'll talk to you soon.